Hey everyone, this is Ron Small with episode 13 of the Long and Hiatus podcast, which you can find at swayproductions.com and on iTunes. So maybe I should just act like this is a, a regular old episode and I, I wasn't gone for like two years, but I guess I, uh, I should probably go into that. So where have I been? A lot of you have emailed asking where I am, why do I suck so much, and so on. And really, there's not much more to it than I got extremely busy, and I didn't do what I'm doing now, which is making sure to prepare several shows in advance so I can hopefully keep this going at a once-every-two-weeks or at least once-every-month pace. And for those who don't know, this began as a show in which I typically interview commercial directors like Joseph Kahn, Paul Schneider, Vincent LaFerre, and so on, and it will continue to be that, but I'm going to be branching out a bit like with this interview, in which I speak to Jan Lome from thinkmojo.net and the creator of startupvideos.com. Jan's studio, Thinkmojo, does mostly animated videos for startups and some bigger companies like eBay and Intuit. And he's part of a growing marketplace of studios that specialize in explainer-type videos, in which, uh, for those who don't know, the goal is to basically explain a product, typically in a cute, sort of engaging way, these kind of things tend to be more about conveying information than overtly selling the way a lot of ads do. Explainer videos for both live action and animation have become increasingly popular, and for, for good reason, I think. It's an efficient way for a startup to get their elevator pitch out in one 90-second to 2-minute video while beginning to brand themselves. So here's Jan from thinkmojo.net and startupvideos.com. How did you get into design and eventually doing these these animated videos that you, that you guys do? So uh, it's actually it it came actually very gradually. I would say um, it's over the span of probably a couple of years, maybe about four years ago. We we uh, we launched a side business. So our name is uh, Think Mojo, and that used to be really a side project, a side business. And back then, we were doing web development, web design, uh, you know, almost like as freelance for a bunch of clients. Um, and at some point, one of our clients actually needed a video. And we've always loved anything, you know, that touches digital media, digital creation. So we we jumped on the opportunity and, and crafted a uh, you know, a short video for that client, and it was really the first time that we experimented with After Effects and a, a few video software like that. Um, and so we crafted that video. The client loved it. We had a blast because that's you know uh, we really wanted to explore in, in that domain. Uh, and so the client released the video, and then uh, a few weeks and months after that, we were getting more requests uh, of prospects coming to us and seeing the video and say, hey, you know, we love what you did with that little video here. Uh, would you be able to do the same for us? And then back then, you know, four, four years ago, that was kind of new. You, new, you know, you didn't see a lot of uh, right. uh, planner videos like this or even motion graphics uh, like this. Maybe a few months after that, as we were getting more requests, uh, we were also seeing a few more studios uh, you know, popping up all over the place and more people doing it. It was still pretty small, but we kind of felt like something was going to happen and it was going to be a good space to be in and video was going to be really big in the next couple of years. So we just said, okay, well, there's a lot of web designers and web, de- web developers already on the planet and we're not necessarily better than the others, but video, we're pretty good at it and it, it's super fun and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people doing it, so... We just decided to ditch everything else and focus exclusively on uh, on video and specifically on that uh, particular format, you know, to 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 help uh, startups and tech companies uh, explain what they do with these short animated videos. Well, now we produce we've produced uh, you know hundreds, well over hundred videos for sure right. for small startups to big corporations like uh, eBay or into it or more in the works. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a kind of an interesting uh, development since we started. What you just brought up about there being so many web developers and this idea of transitioning to, to video because of the competition in, uh, in web development, it's, it's a topic I've been thinking about a lot in that at this point it seems in video 
there's so many studios doing um, explainer videos, especially when it comes to animated explainer videos. And you even feature a lot of them on the website you created, startupvideos.com. How do you differentiate yourselves? Uh, how do you stand out from, from the others? Yeah, I think you're very right. I mean, it's it's totally different now than it, it was even four years ago. Uh, now it's almost like there's... It's not quite to the level where you have web designers, like, I mean, literally there's like so many web designers. Right. Videos, <laughs> there's a lot of studios now, and it seems like everybody is getting into that field and, you know, creating videos now, but it's still nothing compared to uh, web design. Uh, that being said, it's true that back then we were we didn't know a lot of studios doing it and now we do know well, we do know a lot of studios uh, doing it so so we position ourselves a little differently now it's not about hey you know we're unique we create these videos that nobody does uh now it's it's more about well yeah there's a lot of uh, studios that could create the video for you uh but we've been doing it for a while now and i think we we're the ones we create a little bit more um, you know, higher in terms of uh, quality. I think we're we're definitely, I would say, in the top studios that can create videos like this. Uh, we definitely have a little, you know, think mojo touch. I think that the clients really like and that sets us apart from uh, the rest of the studios. And I think at some point it's 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 almost like uh, the same thing as the difference between the really good design website agencies and uh, and then the rest of the so many other. Uh, design firms that are uh, kind of low quality and then you've got a few that really stand out because they can create uh, work that's really unique or different and I think that's that's the same for us. Right and and definitely the companies that I find interesting are the ones that have a voice so to speak like you guys or Epiphio has a very interesting approach to animated videos specifically in how they tell a story. Also, in live action, the sandwich video really stands out as having a, a very particular style that's almost its own brand. Yeah, I, and uh, these are really two great examples. Epifio is actually one of the first big ones that really exploded, and they were they're very, you know, in their niche. They, they, it's, it's very cartoony, very, like, authentic, yeah. uh, you know, kind of videos uh and they're really masters i mean they're, they're really really masters at crafting a message and making making it look cool uh with their little uh, rough animations and sandwich video is like completely different but the same thing very unique in terms of their uh you know their style i mean adam Nizor, it's like it's a brand it's basically a very formatted style right right so so as i mentioned before i i found you guys through through the website you created called startup videos uh, dot com, which it collects videos produced for various startups, and uh, and it's a really useful, awesome site, you know, with interviews and blogs as well as the the collection of videos. Uh, tell me about why you chose to put that site together. Yeah, so that's that site is about three years old now, and then the the whole reason why we created it in the first place is because we were, uh, you know, we're we're designers, right? So we usually don't create stuff out of a vacuum. You know, you have to find inspiration and you know find little bits here and there, and then create something unique, you know, out of that. And the way to do that for us was to look around on the internet and find other explainer videos from other studios, and you know, checking out what they were doing and the different techniques they were using, and then and then the, all the the ones that we really liked, we just bookmarked them as a reference and trying to you know uh, refer to these videos and see how they handled you know the, the messaging on, the, on their stories. And so we were bookmarking a, you know quite a few of these videos, even though at the times there weren't many. Uh, at some point, we're like, oh, you know, it's We've got all these videos bookmarked. They're really cool and and they're really useful to us. So it, chances are there's some you know other designers or studios that uh, or even startups that would be uh, really interested in looking at these videos and it could be really helpful for them too. And you know we're from the you know design community and there's a lot of uh, uh, you know free tutorials, a lot of designers uh, you know ex sharing their experiences and tricks uh, to to help the the community improve as a whole. And so we kind of wanted to participate into that, and we just decided to basically make our collection uh, public, you know, release it to everybody, so that everybody could con contribute, submit their videos, and and also kind of exchange on uh, on the different trends and features. Uh, you know the the talented artists that are involved in the production of uh, these videos. Uh, when we were in, in talk with clients, you know, uh, 
one of the first steps is try to is basically to discuss the kind of uh, videos they they have in mind and the, the the artistic direction they'd like to take. And one way for us to do that at, back then was also to send example of different videos that existed and saying, wow, we could do something kind of like this or, or like that. So what we would do, we would also refer our clients to that site and they could look around and tell us what they liked and didn't like. And then that would help us to kind of refine our uh, artistic artistic direction for the you know the creation of their video. Did you ever feel like you might be uh, promoting uh, your competition in in for other companies that do animated videos as well? Yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a feeling; it's actually a fact. I mean, we, <laughs> we if you go on our site, you'll see that there's a, a few ads running, and then. Uh, 95% of, of these ads are actually sold to uh, other production studios, you know, most of them are competitors. Uh, but, you know, I would say that we don't really consider uh, the site as, um, it's not a bad competition, it's, it's, it's more about the community. Uh, we didn't create this uh, necessarily to, to create revenue out of it or to generate leads or stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's really more a community tool to, to uh, kind of have a good view of the, the trends in, in design, in motion graphics, in video productions uh, that are related to startups. Um, and, you know, we'd like to get uh, kind of everybody contributing to, to the, the site. Right now, I think the, the market is so that, such that there's, a, there's still way more demand that there are actually studios or freelance designers that could handle that volume of demand. So um, it's not like think Mojo as we could we could uh, you know tackle every possible request of video in the world. There's there's so many that uh, uh, we're just too small to to do it all right. So might as well just uh, making that site public, having other studios join, and there's plenty of uh, requests for. All of the studios right now. Maybe in five years it'll be different. Maybe there will be a ton more production studios, and it'll be harder to get gigs. And maybe we'll do something different with the site. But it's definitely competition is definitely not an issue right now. So there's a lot of other uh, companies out there that you feature on StartupVideos.com that primarily do live action explainer videos. Uh, what are your feelings on the uh, the live action explainer videos versus animated videos? It's uh, it's it's very interesting. I think basically I I have in mind that whatever subject you have, whatever message you'd like to convey, almost any of these subjects could be done either by live action or animation, uh, you know, with the same efficiency. It's just the creative is going to be very different. But there's, I think, a way to use both types uh, kind of. Uh, equally, for us, we're very specialized in animation, so we're far from being expert in uh, the production of live action. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's definitely something that we'd like to experiment more with at at um, at some point. What's been interesting, I think, for us, um, you know, putting videos on the site, sort of videos that come, we've definitely seen more and more live action videos from more studios, and I, I think it's really a great time right now for video you know production because the equipment is getting you know so affordable to anybody you don't have it you don't have to be a huge uh, studio anymore to to create really great work you know you you get you know a 5d camera a little bit of a you know a small crew and then if you're really talented and creative you can really do amazing amazing work with not so much and and i think we're starting to see that now how do you guys uh, typically go about getting clients um, so I would say probably one of our primary source of getting client is through referrals. We, so the good thing about our business uh, and any creative business really is that the more uh, you, the longer you exist and the more videos you've produce, produced, then the more contacts you have, the more, you know, hopefully happy clients you have. Mm -hmm. And these happy clients that talk, they can see your videos, you get more and more videos, and then uh, <coughs> you basically get more and more referrals like this. So we, we've done a lot of uh, videos for you know, pretty cool startups in the Silicon Valley. Uh, usually, most of the time, we're in touch with their CEO or marketing director, and they're very happy with what we've done. So they talk to their fellow CEO friends or other startups, and then they get in touch with us. And then, <laughs> so usually that's, uh, 
that's how how it works which is great because um uh you know we because clients are really happy um we get really we get people that are really excited to come work with us because they've heard really good things uh and so we're really excited to be working with people that are excited <laughs> to be working with us right does your approach to a project vary based on whether you're producing a video for for a large company like eBay or Intuit as opposed to working with a an emerging startup? Yeah, it's um, it's 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 pretty different, I would say, because when you work with you know clients like eBay or Intuit or bigger corporations, uh, you usually work with the whole team, so the production's gonna last longer. It's gonna be you know there's gonna be more iterations. You know when you do something, when you come up with a concept and it's approved by the project manager, then it's going to need to be approved by legal, and there's going to be more people involved and you know, more back and forth. Uh, so <clears throat> we kind of handle uh, the presentation of our ideas a little differently and the whole process a little differently. When we work with uh, uh, startups, usually it's a lot smaller, you know, smaller teams. Oftentimes we're in direct touch with the CEO, who's the decision maker, mm-hmm. and things tend to go a lot faster, and it's easier... Uh, for us to iterate, so we're a little bit more dairy with our um, uh, ideas. Well, I, I wouldn't say that, but it's it's easier for us to kind of throw an idea, uh, you know, and then kind of discuss it, and then maybe throw a new one, etc. Uh, because we can really uh, go through the whole process a little faster. Um, but you know, in, in terms, no matter what client it is, we always put the same kind of amount of effort in it it's just that it's true that oftentimes uh startups are a little bit more uh daring in terms of the the creative uh risks they take i think you know when when you work with ebay or intuit they have branding guidelines and you have to stay within these guidelines and so it's a little bit different how did those two uh those two projects come about for you yeah, uh, very interesting experiences. Up until last year, we really uh, didn't have much experience with larger corporations like this or you know global brands. Uh, so it's it's just everything is just different. Uh, the eBay one is really interesting. For example, we we had this whole concept that was kind of a uh, not gutsy, but it was a little bit uh, cartoony and it involved characters and it was really. Uh, kind of a funny video, and uh, everything got excited about it. Uh, it got approved by their team and everything, so we 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 were super happy. We we're getting started on the design and the animation, and then <coughs> in parallel to that, their manager sent the uh, the you know the mini previews to the uh, the legal department, and then all of a sudden nothing was good anymore. They basically they said, well, you know, we're actually we've just rebranded. Um, change the positioning of eBay and we're, we've got this new brand now and then the video you're, you're starting to work on is actually not aligned with the brand. So <laughs> so basically in the middle of the process, we kind of had to start again from, from scratch, Yeah, uh, which is, which is kind of a bummer when you've already went through several iterations and, and, and reach an idea that everybody's on board. You know, it's really hard to go back to square one and re-brainstorm ideas because you've already had a bunch of ideas and you're not too sure what new ideas you can have. Right. Um, Especially but, you when know, you're excited about the the direction yeah. you're going in. Exactly. Especially especially when you're excited about that first idea. So you, you so but you know you you have to do it though. You know it's a big client. So we we kind of. Uh, you know, we, we bite the bullet and and then I re-brainstorm and, and luckily after a little while we were able to to find some really cool ideas and get excited again about another concept uh, which was really perfectly aligned with their, with their brand and then everybody was super happy with the idea and so we executed it and uh, we, we, we had really great feedback on that video in the end so I'm very happy um, about about that gig, I think it could have been smoother, but it was a really great experience for us. And then in the end, you know, if the client's happy, then we're happy as well. So when you work for for a company like that, are you is the budget the same as as what you would typically be working with for for a startup, or is it is it a different level? How does that work typically with you guys? Um, usually, it's yeah, we we tend to. Um, to reach agreement with bigger budgets when it's uh, larger corporations like this, because the, the reason is that it's 
Although the end product is not necessarily that different than uh, what we would craft for a smaller startup, we know that when we work with bigger corporations, there's usually a bigger team and more people involved in a project, which means more managing time for us. You know, there's right. going to be more back and forth, more revisions, and it needs to be approved by legal and this and that. And so you basically spend like two or three times the amount of time that you would have spent with a, a startup. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously you have to... Uh, to pay the rent at the end of the end of the month, so it's sure. it's only fair that you know you charge them a little bit more. So, do you work all the all those details out kind of in the in the agreement? Like, would it would you have you know a certain amount of revisions or um, like ha- like kind of what what would be that that process of of kind of entering into an agreement with a company like that? That's right. Usually, we um, we go we go pretty easy on the creation of the the concept. We usually we at that stage we go. We do pretty much unlimited revisions until we find a really good version that uh, of the concept that they like mm-hmm. and that we're that we're excited about. And once this is locked, you know, once this, the concept has been approved, this is where we try to um, to limit the number of revisions. You know, when we when we create the uh, the storyboard and then we create the the first designs to look at and then the the video previews. Usually we give we give two or three rounds of revisions, and in most cases we don't really need more than that. Sometimes we do, and then usually, if, if the client is reasonable and you know not you know not a, you know annoying or anything, then <laughs> it's, if it's a good relationship, you know yeah. we'll, we'll do the revision and you know we'll make sure that everybody's happy. If we if we can see that the demand is not reasonable, or for some reason there's some I don't know like a, a intense relationship or something, then we're careful because it it. it it has happened in the past that you give a little bit, you know, you give a few revisions, and then you just realize that it was a big mistake, and they're gonna ask more and more and more revision, and right, in the end, right. it's just gonna be a big, kind of a big mess of a of a project. So you gotta be careful. You you need to 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 have a good feel for the the vibe of uh, of uh, you know who you're working with. Sure. So prior to entering into an agreement, you uh, you typically go back and forth with with the company about about like what the direction will be, and then once that's decided on then you'll kind of come to a place where okay this is our basic idea uh and then put together a contract and then and then from there you go into two or three revisions is is that typically um yeah actually it's sometimes we don't even have a general idea of exactly what direction we're going to take usually what we talk about is you know the the production logistics, how long it's going to take and how we work and how we handle uh, or the, the creative process and everything like this. And then most of the time that's enough to, to convince them. And then only when we've agreed on the, the, the terms, uh, then we really go deep into a conversation about what we'd like to do with the, uh, the video. I mean, obviously we have a very general uh, uh, idea of the kind of videos that they, they like on the first call. I asked them, you know, uh, the kind of videos they like, but, but we don't really talk a lot about the uh, the messaging or, or exactly the concept we're gonna craft for them. We only start doing this when when we've agreed that we're gonna work together and everybody's on board and everybody everything is set with the paperwork, and then we have a, we have a meeting with the team to talk about. Uh, the product really deeply. We really want to understand how everything works. What's the value proposition? How how it helps uh, make their users' life easier? You know things like this, and and then we're gonna get back to them with a um, uh, you know a first concept, and then we're gonna basically submit them concepts until until they they're, they're really happy with what we propose and they're on board with one of the idea, and then. And then, and then after that, it's just uh, execution of that idea. Right. How do you uh, you typically estimate the amount of time it will take you to complete a video? So it kind of depends on the on the on the style uh, that we're gonna use in a video with the the animation. You know, it depending on if you're using a cartoon kind of graphics or pure motion graphics uh it's it's kind of a different different work and it, it might take different you know a, you know different amount of time uh but typically because we produce the same uh format you know it's one to two minute videos all of our videos uh, we have usually it takes four to six weeks uh, for the most standard videos and sometimes when it's more sophisticated work or when we work with bigger corporations like eBay, for example, we know it's going to take a little longer because uh, either 
the graphics are going to be more sophisticated or we know there's going to be more iterations or more approval process from you know more people so it depends on the size size of the company and then the the style of graphics we're going to craft and if you can talk about it what's the uh, typical budget range for the kinds of projects you do so it's typically um, i would say for the entry level kind of work, uh, it, it would typically be in the five thousand range uh, to start, and then up to twenty, thirty thousand dollars when it's uh, uh, more ambitious mm-hmm. projects with really high end graphics and animations, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we, we and you know that's for. Uh, animation and as I said, we've we've made a couple of uh, live action videos. Usually, this this could go higher, um, but for animation, yeah, we try to stay within these uh, these budgets. So tell me about your team. Uh, it's it's primarily you and your brother, but but you do you work with other contractors and copywriters as well. Yeah, that's right. So me and my brother co-founded the company, and then we we started as the uh, the main. Uh, uh, designers and animators, uh, and so at some point we had more, a lot more uh, requests that we could handle with just two people. So we started relying on uh, collaborating with other designers and animators. So right now, we've, I would say there's probably about maybe a dozen uh, animators and designers uh, that we work with on a regular basis, almost like every day, uh, on you know many different uh, videos. There's also a couple of. Uh, uh, script writers that we work with. Usually, um, no matter what video we work on, uh, me and my brother are always going to be involved in uh, refining the, the message and supervising the whole message as well as the art direction. But for the ex- it's for the execution part that we rely on uh, on outside. Uh, collaborators, uh, which is great because depending on the on the style of the video we're working on or or the um, the client, then we're gonna have different designers. You know, we try to to get the best uh, animator or designer per project ba- based on what we'd like to achieve in terms of uh, uh, art artistic uh, creativity and and, and uh, look and feel and things like this. Mm-hmm. And how do you guys go about finding uh, those animators and designers? So that's interesting. So some of them actually come from uh, startupvideos.com. We, there's a lot of uh, people who can register on the site and submit their videos, and so we, we kind of check that out. And, and sometimes some videos, uh, you know, catch our eye, and then uh, we we get in touch and kind of talk a little bit and, and see if there's, uh, there would be a feed there. Uh, but other than that, we, we spend a lot of time uh, looking at other videos on sites like Vimeo, for example, um, or specialized websites about motion graphics. Mm-hmm. And when, when we see uh, a video that we like or some animation or design that we really like, then we never hesitate to, uh, to get in touch and kind of ask about that, uh, you know, the designer, if they're available for collaboration or if they'd, if they'd like to, uh, you know, just to talk, even, even if sometimes we can't really talk, you know, we can, it, it's great for us to be in touch because it enables us to talk about the different trends and the techniques they use and sometimes maybe have them uh, featured on the startupvideos.com, for example. Copywriters, I would say, are a little bit easier to find because it's a little less specialized there's, there's a lot of writers uh, right. available the, what's really hard to find is good uh, motion graphics animators how does it usually work with uh, with music in your videos do you uh, typically animate to the music or or do you pick the music afterwards typically we're gonna pick the music afterwards you know we've got we've got uh, and it's in during one of the last steps of the the production process so we've got the video already we've got the voiceover uh, Maybe the video is not going to be fully polished, but it's going to be very advanced. And at that point, we start trying, uh, you know, putting different tracks on the on the video, and then it, it you know it, it gives you a feel uh, for uh, you know some kind of a vibe, a mood for, for the video. And then we we just we select two or three that we really like, and then we make a recommendation to the client. We, we, we always like to have the client kind of decide a little bit and have them on board and, and have them feel like they can contribute their ideas and, and their uh, vision to the video as well. So we select a few tracks and then give them our recommendation, and then usually we select a track like this and do a little bit of editing 
to make sure that it fits, it fits perfectly the, the animations and the timing of the video and everything. Um, <coughs> for bigger productions like eBay, for example, or others, uh, we're, that's something we're going to do more and more. Uh, we we want to do we want to wa- work with um, you know uh, uh, sound designers. Uh, to actually create, compose the, the music from start to finish, so that it's really 100%, 100% unique and, and custom to the video. Uh, it's something we haven't done much, but it's it's definitely something that we want to do more. So typically, where do you find the the tracks that you uh, that you would use in the videos? Uh, so for most videos, we're gonna use. Uh, royalty-free tracks that you can find. There's a, a few really good websites for that. The, the one that we use a lot is uh, uh, Audio Jungle from Invento. It, this one's really great. The only problem is that there's a, it's very popular now, and there's a, uh, most of the popular track. I mean, a lot of the tracks are very popular, and so they end up being featured on a, in a lot of videos. That, so, you know, we don't want our videos to be to have the same music as any other video. So so we try to avoid the top setters, you know, and we try to spend time to find tracks that haven't been really popular yet but sound really cool. Uh, which is hard because it's it's that's the one thing that's hard about uh, music like this is that it's it's really time consuming. There's I mean there's no way around it. You have to spend time clicking play and then listening to, to, to the track for a few seconds and decide whether it's good or not and kind of bookmarks what you have, but just a lot of time to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, either way it's tricky, even if you're working with a, a composer, because, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of composers are going to be hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. So so it's it's it sounds like it's a pretty easy part, but it's uh, it's pretty trickier than, it's, uh, than it sounds. But, um, yeah, I, one thing, you know, like going back to your original question, uh, another thing that we haven't had the opportunity to do much is uh, to to craft a video based on the music and that's definitely as soon as uh, as we have an opportunity to do that with one of our projects i think we'll jump on it because i've always wanted to create some animation or even if it's live action something that's really timed with uh you know that works hand in hand with the music uh we, i think this is really it would be a really fun f- fun challenge for us to do that yeah, definitely. I think I think when you're doing that, you can really, I mean, you, you can really kind of control the impact of the video because you're, you know, you're you're you already have something, a piece of music that you you think is good, and then you're you're basically um, you know crafting the visuals to that. Yeah, there's a. I saw a video very recently uh, from that band uh, Ar- uh, Arctic Arctic Monkeys. Right. Yeah. It's hard to say for me, Arctic Monkeys. One of the latest uh, singles. Uh, do I want to know is uh, their video clip is actually kind of like that where it's animation uh, and it's it's completely based on the on the music track and it it, it looks really awesome it's like mesmerizing I think and that's totally the, the kind of uh, uh, videos we, I'd like to make at some point for for a client that's that would be on board with the idea so what are your your favorite projects uh, that you've worked on so far um well, the, uh, the one of the recent ones, I think the, the the eBay one was interesting because we got a lot of good feedback on it, and it was also a very a great learning experience for us working with a bigger brand and uh, going through through that process with you know bigger teams. Right. So, what are your uh, some? I know you mentioned you, you guys watch a lot of uh, videos on Vimeo and, and so on, but what what are some of your favorite sources of inf- inspiration? I would say, yeah, well, definitely any kind of, uh, like, viral video, uh, like, artistic motion graphics animation uh, is great for us to look at. So Vimeo is really probably our number one source of inspiration. You know, you just go on there and then, you you know, type motion graphics and then you have tons of videos. But also when you start following other designers, you know, they all like videos and you can see what they like and then, it's a great curation tool. You can really see amazing. I mean, I'm I'm amazed like of about the amount of really great videos that are put on there every day. It's it's, it's really amazing. Um, another thing we like to do is is go check out uh, really big um, uh, creative agency uh, <coughs> like Animate or uh, Buck or things like you know agencies like these are you know, put on really you know very high high budget uh, campaigns out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice to see the, the quality of uh, 
animations and motion graphics that they they can craft for a client, and it kind of push pushes us to to aim toward a, you know a quality that's similar with you know smaller budgets at least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also like you know there's a few books you know it's not it's not all about the uh, the visuals you know it's also about because in the end we also try to convey a message through a story right. for a client, and so a lot of it is also about the, the content. You know the message and how how do you craft a message that converts or that helps you um, you know get a, an idea across right? So a really great book that I, I, I refer back to very often is um, called uh, Made to Made to Stick, uh, and it, it's all about how you have some ideas uh, stick more than others. You can remember them easier than others, and it's mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not like every idea uh, is basically born either interesting or not interesting. It's like any idea you can you can take and you can make it. You can turn it into something that's interesting. Uh, and, and there's a you know there's a framework, there's a few techniques that enable you to really make your idea the the most interesting it could be. Uh, and it's super interesting for us to you know dig deep into that and see how you can take any product, any message, and then and then craft a story around it that you know will resonate with uh, you know an audience and will help them remember or understand a complex product. So that's that's really super interesting for us. And what are some of those uh, those techniques that you you use or you think are helpful for creating that? So for example, <laughs> um, let's take the example of uh, sometimes we've got process coming to us and you know they see our videos and they're really excited about what we can do uh, but they also have their own ideas right and they come to us with a, a script right and 90% of the time usually that's a red flag for me because I get the, the script from the, the, the you know client and most of the time I read the script and, and I'm very disappointed because it's like gonna be like five times I mean, it's going to be like way too long. You know, there's like maybe five pages in there that you're, you're supposed to fit into one minute. So that's never going to work. But, but more, more importantly, uh, when, you, when you're not involved in production like this, or when you've never done a video, especially with animation like this, uh, there's a big difference between uh, writing a, a script for the first time uh, with, without, when you've never worked on a video uh, and us writing a script when we know exactly how video works because um, uh, so when we get the script from the clients we're going to read it and it's going to be super descriptive because they're not used to be working with images at the same time so so in their script they're going to you know use the voice or to basically explain every possible feature on the site or every you know whatever they want to explain but they're in right. a very descriptive way but the way we do it is very different because we know what we what's going to be easy or not to illustrate, and most of the time we're going to leverage the, the visuals, right? The animations, the transitions that we can use throughout the video that enables us to save words. You know, you don't have to have the voiceover say everything. Actually, uh, you can you can use a lot of the image images to to say. You know, so you, we. we we try to show and not to tell, uh, but when you've never done that exercise, when you've never practiced that, it's it's kind of hard to do. You're just gonna write your script, and it you're gonna have the, the voiceover kind of say everything. So in that particular case, then we would use techniques from that you know that book, for example, where you have to find really simple uh, simple ideas. There's a few things that you can do to to make that idea uh, resonate a bit more. Uh, for example, you should always try to avoid any kind of like buzzword or like technical jargon or anything that's too like uh, uh, sales oriented. You know, in all all of our videos, we try to be like you know super authentic, kind of conversational, casual. Um, so there's a lot of techniques like this uh, that you you have to be aware of. Uh, not only on the the writing of the the words that's going to be said by the voiceover, but also on the visuals your first instinct is to write uh, a script that's you know that's going to be read by a voiceover but you don't have the visuals in your head or you don't know how the visuals are going to work and that's too bad because this is where you're not you're not leveraging uh, the use of animation uh, what we're able to do our expertise is to actually leverage the uh, the images we're going to use uh, and then the uh, the animations 
to make to make your message more powerful because we know we don't have to say every you know to to say everything through the voiceover words. There's very little we have to say uh, uh, to to convey the uh, the to get the message across when you can use uh, you know whatever you know infographics or animations or cool transitions that are going to be su- going to support the uh, the actual words. Uh, and so if you've never done it before, that's super hard to do. So what do you do when a, a client comes to you with a script like that that's, you know, like five pages and it, it's just saying way too much? Like what, what's your approach to uh, to kind of bring that down? Well, I usually, uh, we usually tell them that we can we can look at the script and, and if we feel like some, there's some good ideas in there, we're happy to work off of these ideas and, and see if we can do something of it. Uh, but in most cases, though, we're we're just gonna you know be be sincere and then tell them that well you know we appreciate you trying to you know do a little bit of the work, but you know that's kind of our expertise and one of the reasons you come to us is because we know what works and we know what doesn't. That's basically what we do every day. So um, you know what we're gonna do. It's it's better to just talk about your product first. You know, get a good idea of what we'd like to achieve with the video. What kind of message we'd like to convey. And let us do the work of coming up with a message and coming up with the the right animations to, you know, to get that message uh, across. And then we're gonna work together uh, on, you know, like making sure tweaking and make sure that we've got everything right in the message. But uh, but it, it's it's better if we do everything from scratch. So usually I tell them that um, in a nutshell, we're gonna look at it. But most of the time we take everything and we do it from scratch. And w- without naming anybody, uh, if you can, uh, maybe what what's been your your worst experience uh, with a client, and and what did you take away with, from it, if anything? Okay, so the the toughest experiences I think are it's and it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> um, it happened happened a few times that uh, you've got this great uh, CEO or or you know client coming and they they watch your words they, they watch your videos and they're in love there I mean they they're in love with what you do and they totally respect you and they they mm-hmm. would do anything to work with you and so usually that gets me really excited I'm like wow oh, great you know they, that person seems super on board with what we do so let's work together and then it turns out that sometimes it's the the most the people that are the most excited that are get the trickier to work with because they have they've seen other videos like maybe they have one video in mind that you've produced that's really stuck in their head and then <laughs> yeah. and then they're going to try to reproduce the exact video for their service <laughs> right. which which never really work like this because you know your your it's you know, it's going to be different, you know. Even even if you use the same kind of style, it's it's you have to let go and then realize that what you know your video is going to be unique to you. You cannot you you cannot just take the script of one one video and then apply it entirely to your own service, you know. Right. And so that's that's when it gets really hard because that's where they get stuck in there in this idea. So they've got this one image of perfect video they have, and it's and then and then they they have they've come up with. You know, very specific ideas and very specific visions, and and they basically almost want us to just execute this vision. Where in the first place they they came in and talked to us because they they trusted that we could do great work, and it, it's kind of hard because then it just turns out into a guessing game where we're trying to guess exactly what they have in mind so that we can execute it. But it, and it's always it's it never works at the best. It's this type of situation. It, it always works best when. Uh, clients can let go a little bit. They don't have too many ideas that they're trying to impose to us, and just let us do come up with ideas. You know, we can exchange, but um, it's it's always a better result when when we have the control uh, of the creatives. You know, of the ideas and, and things like this. Yeah, I think it's that they they don't know if you try to sell them on something different, then they don't know really what they're going to get. It's interesting because yeah, I mean so, some clients are totally the opposite. I mean they, you know, they just uh, come to you and they 100% trust you, and it's almost like whatever you do, they'll they'll say yes, 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 that's awesome, let's do it, and right. uh, you know, no feedback, no revision. It it's rare, but it happens too. It's it's kind of a there's you know a little bit of everything. 
So let's talk about the the marketplace that you're in, just in in uh, in particular uh, right now, and where you think it might be going. So so you guys do a, a lot of uh, you know animated explainer videos. Those kind of videos are really popular right now. There's a huge market uh, for it. What do you think is the the appeal in in those kind of videos, and and where do you think they might be going uh, in the next couple of years? I think one of the reasons these kind of videos, and not necessarily only animation, but I would say explainer videos in general get really popular in the last couple of years. It's because, uh, <coughs> one, I think people are really uh, numb to you know traditional kind of uh, sales mm-hmm. uh, demos or, or videos. You know, you, when you see like a, an actual traditional commercial, you kind of, you know, you get numb about it. You don't really miss anymore. Uh, there used to be this pattern where commercial would come and interrupt whatever you're doing, you know, watching a program and there's this interruption uh, with this like super traditional commercial. And so now there's a, a big shift in, in, in that pattern, I think, where instead of uh, being interrupted by a commercial, people are sick of that and they want to be engaged. You know, they, they don't want to feel interrupted. They want to feel en- engaged if you really want it to work. And I think the, that particular format is kind of what it does, and that's kind of why it works. Uh, it's because it's not it, when it's well done. It's not trying to sell you an idea. I mean, it's not selling. It's it's more of an educational piece where it explains, uh, you know, why this would be helpful for you or why this would make your life better. And it's not selling, which which by nature makes it a lot more engaging. Um, and so I think a lot of um, startups kind of realize that that uh, it, it's more engaging it converts more than just traditional video or anything else for that matter they convert a lot better than text they convert a lot better than traditional uh you know media so it's just a good combination and i think it just uh you know uh, it just took a couple of big startups like dropbox or google to realize that and to have really successful video campaigns and then a lot of other startups you know started following uh, and now it's it's getting uh, you know even bigger. You know, your video is going to be ninety percent of the traffic on the internet in the next few years is going to come from video. I think uh, it's kind of like you know in the nineties where every business needed their website. Well, now every business has a has a website, so they need a video to go on it. And 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 now we see one video on the homepage, maybe, and that's it. But maybe, maybe in three or four years, you know, on your website, you, you're going to have a video on your homepage, on your about page, on your product page, yeah. on your page. And we, we can see that already a little bit. There's a few, uh, companies like Wistia, for example, who's a, a video hosting company. So they they basically host videos uh, for. You know, it's, it's basically like a, a YouTube for you know professional, if you, if you will. Yeah, it seems like there's. A, I've also noticed uh, some companies uh, hiring their own kind of video production teams within within the company. Like Square, for instance, yeah, uh, has a relatively large video production team. I mean, they they have like a whole video. It's like a production company within Square. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's. I've heard more and more. I mean, Square. It's uh, 30 signal. I think hired uh, same thing like a a, vid- a guy dedicated to video. Twitter, I think, does it now. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of uh, you know companies start realizing how you know powerful that you know video is. And I think, yeah, of, of course, we're gonna see a lot more uh, video department within companies. It's it, in the next few years. Mm-hmm. And where do you think that is going to lead in t- to things in terms of uh, of budgets? Do you think the budgets will go lower, stay the same, or uh, do, you, do you think it'll have any effect? Well, I, I think that um, that's a a good question. I think it's probably going in, to be in two opposite direction. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to have because there's going to be a lot more people being able to do it. I think you're going to have a lot. A, a huge base of kind of lower end product, you know, <coughs> produ- producing companies, uh, and and gonna have to fight. The, the only way to really you know f- fight for a chance is to to compete on the on on the, the price and the budget. So so that's gonna bring the budget down for these kind of entry level lower end uh, videos. I think now. The the companies that do higher quality stuff, I think the, their budgets are gonna be. You know, in a higher end, I don't. There's no reason for me to to drop the uh, 
you know, to, to lower the budget here because at at some point it's it's uh, it's it's not an easy execution of the the video, but it's also creating the message and that this is really where you create the value uh, uh, as well. So if you're really good at what, at what you do and if you're an expert and if if you're able to really craft very unique uh, scripts or videos, uh, even if there's a lot of people who can do it for you know cheaper they're not going to be able to do something as unique as you and there's no reason why it's going to impact on your on your budget so to me there's going to be lower budgets for lower end videos and then and budgets are going to stay the same or be you know just as high uh for for production companies that are you know targeting quality work and where do you see uh see your your company thinkmojo going in the future as of right now, for the next few months and probably a couple of years, we're, we're going to keep focusing on that specific, very specific format. Uh, but but probably the di- direction we're going to take is uh, trying to to create um, videos that are you know more and more creative and maybe for higher budgets, uh, bigger brands. It, it, it's really interesting. You know, we we have a really creative team and we really, really like watching other studios or other you know campaigns online and and it, it would be really fun for us to to create stuff that we've never done before uh, which I think pushes us to the direction of trying to to challenge ourselves and create uh, in, in, to reach a level of creativity or to to, to reach a level of uh, sophistication in our designs that we've never reached before so so that also means you know working with bigger clients uh, you know budget that are bigger and bigger uh, so hopefully in the future this is uh, where we'll be that was Jan Lomi from thinkmojo.net and startupvideos.com before wrapping this one up I wanted to mention something personal a uh, very good friend of mine and frequent collaborator Rachel Rotan who has worked as a writer and occasionally producer on some of the videos I've done that you can see on swayproductions.com was fairly recently diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. She did not have health insurance at the time she was diagnosed. She does now, and she's been undergoing chemotherapy since her diagnosis. If you have enjoyed this show or any episode in the past, I ask you to please donate to Rachel's GoFundMe campaign. Anything helps, and you can find the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening and putting up with my extended absence. This is Spotcast with Ron Small on SwayProductions.com. Thank you. Thank you.